welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast. Myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam, the maybe hasn't surfed the new board, <laughs> Hydra, Morgan, yet. Misery guts. Yet. Here. Yet. On our 100th birthday. 100th birthday. And before, you look pretty good for 100, mate. Thank you, buddy. So do you. Before we get cracking, I just want to say we're going to give, we're doing a giveaway because it's a 100th show. Um, if you want to do an online surf fitness session with myself, message in to our DMs, yes, and we'll pick the first two people. Free giveaway. It's totally free of charge. Have a crack. We can talk about your surf fitness. Do to it. get more joy from the experience. How to get the best out surfing. Because that's what we've been talking about for 100 episodes. For 100 episodes. Because uh, we were talking about before, weren't we? The, the, the whole thing with this show was about where we'd been in our surf life up to that point and then how it was going to unfold as we went. It's yes. been a great ride. It's been such a good ride. And I just want to say thank you. We've said it a few, few times before on the shows, but thank you to everybody. We get quite a few letters. Let's call them letters. Although they're digital now, aren't they? Nobody sent us an actual letter. <laughs> no. Like, with pen and ink in the old fashioned That'd be nice sense. if they did. Wow, that'd be lovely. Happy to, happy to. Although, uh, you'd have to give you a dress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, one pipeline? Yeah. Me yeah. Me. Um, so, Volcom House. Yeah, but we get some really lovely kind of words of encouragement and also how the show is connected with people in a way that we could have only dreamed of at the beginning, right? So if one person ever has ever sent something to say, hey guys, love listening to the show, thank you for this, that and the other, that was a dream at the beginning, one person. So to get so many from different parts of the world as well, um, we love it. Thank you. We'll have to read them out one day, but um, no, lovely words and it's absolutely brilliant to still be here. It is. It's, it's a lot of fun. We just, we sit and we talk about what, what we love and you happen to be listening to it. And uh, God, that's an awesome world that we live in. Um, that, that, you know, we hope we meet you one day, whoever you are. Um, but thanks so much for listening. It's fucking it's fantastic. We absolutely love, we adore it. Thanks for tuning in. So we better, so, so we better talk about mindfulness and surfing. So we better, <laughs> <laughs> we, um, give me your update first, dude, because we've not had a show for a while. There's been lots going on. Come on, let's, let's share with the listeners what's going on. Well, let's talk about the new board curse. Okay. Well, I, I, don't, I say curse in, in so far as you buy a new board, which for regular listeners will know is a rarity for me because I have been, it's almost like I'm living some sort of um, parallel universe with Ben Gravy, right? So he did a show the other day, which I was going to talk about the end in Surf uh, Media Insights, uh, where he was talking about ditching the foamy. And everybody knows I love a foamy, right? The last show was about foamies. So I, I, I saw the board shop email, okay? Not... This is not a paid plug from Boardshop. They certainly don't knock anything off the price if you ask them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So I saw the Boardshop email. You know how, and I'll relate this later in the show, about working too much and not surfing enough. So I've been working loads recently. But because I'm at my desk working quite hard, I'm right there at the time the Boardshop email comes in. Yeah. On the Boardshop email is a Lost Hydra 5-5. Five, five. I've been wanting one of these boards since I rode Ryan's... Yeah. As a, as a test that was a 5.9, ages ago in like ankle high surf, loved it. So I phoned them up and I say the usual, is this board still available? Which is usually no, because yeah, it's two days later. I know, later you've, than, you've rung them a lot uh, as well. Yeah. They're well used to you. Yeah, it's like, and so I phoned and the board's available. So there I have to make the decision. I have to buy this board. And it, actually it's a very decent Yorkshireman's sort of price, right? We're talking 350 for a sort of board that's a Libtech Hydra. Seems like it's hardly good, ever good been price. hardly ever been ridden. It's about four hundred pounds for shipping, but never mind. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got this great deal. It cost me seven hundred fifty quid. Oh, what? Like the board? No, no, three fifty for the, the board. board. <laughs> three fifty to get it down the HO three to me in Devon. But we all know that when you announce the board price in your household that might be cash strapped at the, at the moment, yep, you'd never talk about the shipping. D- do not, no, never discuss the, wait, wait, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> never discuss the fins. The pad. The, the pad, the, the, the board bag. The leash. The shipping, the leash. And, and fresh bars of wax. Never ever mention this extra 190 quid, 250 quid. The, <laughs> and always apply the 30% discount on the price you actually quote back from the yeah. price you've, you've really paid. Oh, it was, because it was 300 it's, quid. It was only 300 it's quid. It's always a good deal. I, it was so funny the other day. I was, I was literally in the garden the other day with my wife. My bless my dear wife, listening to me talk about my latest uh, surfboard purchase. Um, and I, I'd, she, so she'd said, 
so what are you, are you are you just buying this outright? I said, no, no, because there's always, you've got to have, we've talked about this. The surf wife, the surf husband or surf partner, let's be mindful. Of, so the surf partner marketing, the partner who doesn't understand necessarily, it's not when you've got a partnership where both people involved are massively, you know, fully in. That's a very different cover. I mean, yeah. God, that's actually a really interesting insight, but we get someone on the show one day to talk about that. Well, that's where, that's where the person that's beating you to the boards at Board Shop is your partner. There you go. Hey, have you still got that board? No. <laughs> I sold it again. You're on the arse, got it. And they've got a massively great rack, which is not what you're thinking. <laughs> hey! uh, of boards. That was fucking yeah. good. And, and you're the one left sort of surfing a beaten up foamy. Anyway, carry on. I, I, I do concur. And we were sat and I said, no, because, you know, I've, um, I've sold such and such. I've sold this one. In fact, I'll tell you the boards. I sold the, uh, a bomber. The, the, our last show, we talked loads about foamies. That's how quick things can change in the surf world. In hindsight, didn't want a bomber um, because the bomber had maybe realized that I want a mid-length still foam that's a bit more performancey because I yeah. think it's going to give me the same float as my bomber, which was this massive great thing, seven foot long, but like 65 liters. I thought, I want something that's a bit more performancey that's still foam, yeah. aka like your Mick Fanny, which we've mentioned on this show about a million times. So I then got a JS Big Baron soft. And by this point, I am racking up the boards. I'm thinking, I haven't sold many. But then I, so I then sold the bomber. I sold my other foamy. I stuck with the JS Big Baron soft. But at that point, then I start thinking, oh my God, I love this JS Big Baron soft. 7.0, it's gone in everything. But it's been a bit weird in good waves. It's been brilliant in crumbly waves. So I've got to get the JS Big Baron hard. I've got to get the... So then I came up with this epiphany, this, this quote which we may use for a website one day when we sell you guys stuff, hopefully. Um, and it is soft wave, yeah. question mark. Yeah. Soft board, exclamation mark. Love it. Next, hard wave, question mark. Hard board, exclamation mark. We, I, I absolutely had this epiphany where if you have a soft wave that's small-ish, you need, you, this isn't even want, you need a soft board. You will look out in the lineup on a two to three foot day at seven second period on a crumbly little beach break. You'll look out and you'll see that everyone who's having a really good time generally is either on a very, very long board, although that gets sketchy on the inside because of tourists very, very and people true. swimming and very bathers true. and stuff. So let's just keep those out to one side. But in terms of like people having a really fun time, but also having a safe time as well, it will be the people riding soft boards. If you then take that board in waves that get above chest high, or chest high and above, but good waves starting to get punchy. They're horrible. Yeah, I, 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 I actually, it's it's a it's a it's, <laughs> and the reason why is that a, a softball wants to ride flat and fast and do little floaters and do little foam climbs and the occasional little turny thing, but it doesn't want to do a rail turn. It doesn't want to do proper rail surfing, and that's where your hardball comes in. But it was that thing. So I went. I did. I went through. <laughs> this is a personal record for me. I went through four boards in six weeks and I've ended up selling two, keeping two. So I sold two foamies. I've kept a foamy heart, uh, JS, it's a 7 and, and I'm now on and it has just arrived. Having sold my puddle jumper yep. to a wonderful chap called Simon. And if Simon, if you're listening, it was great to meet you. Um, and sold the puddle. I've got this JS Big Baron now, hard rail, proper deal, bish bash bosh that has been unbelievable. It has been the, this is big, big quote. My first, since the Puddle Jumper original, yeah. six years ago, my first the magic board for, for six years. And I use that statement very, very carefully because I've been through, as you all know, in six years, I've been through a lot of surfboards, yes. which I then sell on as I, as I do. I like to experiment. Goodness me, pal. You, That's a special board you, I'm on right you, now. You, I want to talk about it in a bit. Your, you, your board promiscuity is off the charts, isn't yeah. it? So uh, you'll catch something doing that sort of thing. <laughs> we're, all, we're here all day for this <laughs> one. This is a hundred. And the thing is, my one is blue. And certain parts of your body can go blue if you do get around a little bit too much, you see. So it's I kind would, of got I, that. I wouldn't know. Just sea sw just cold water swimming does do, that to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so just to go back a little bit, because this is, yeah, you've had more boards than you can shake a, a stick at or a sup paddle or whatever you're shaking at this thing. I have been extremely loyal in recent <clears throat> years, almost, been, to this Mick You've Fanny. been monog monogamous. Me and Mick have been- With a, the Mick. Yeah, we've, we've, we're, we're, we're committed. 
You've married uh, each other. You've yeah. Got the, you've got the rings on. Yeah. So, um, so here I am, the proud new owner, second, proud second owner, I presume. Maybe third. Who cares? It's mine now. Or if I am the current- Sloppy cu- second. Rather, the current custodian of it. So I get this board. The waves are pretty decent. I know this sounds terrible. We're supposed to be up north with my family. Looking forward to it, obviously, if you're listening, mum, dad, sisters. I was looking forward to the trip. Yeah, you're careful what you but, say now. <laughs> but I was having to leave behind a morning of waves with a new board. I had a little panic because I looked at the... I've not had a LibTech board before, Will. So I've looked at the lib, bottom of the LibTech. I think, fuck, it's got Futures Fin boxers. Mmm, this is a... Gr- I've got great quad fins for this for this board. I've got the... Because I'm a... must be my kook brain. I'm looking at them. They look like Futures Fin boxers. So I get the Futures I have got out. Not really great for the board, but I thought, I've got to try the new board. They don't bloody fit. What are these? And then I have to go back to the the marketing literature. And uh, LibTech make these fin boxes that have for FCS 1 and 2. Great idea for me. I'm happy. So that, I've not had to buy any new fins. So I put the fins in. I'm like, this is the surf gods giving me a window <laughs> to surf. Now, the reason we're still at home and I'm getting a window to surf is my middle boy is just, he's had a big, big, big sleep over night out and he's feeling a little bit sick. He's been sick. He's eaten too much, too, too much stuff. He's got a little bit of a bug. He's on the road to recovery at the time that this was happening, but it meant that we didn't have to leave on that day. So I thought just as I'm getting ready to get suited up, he's like, dad, I feel much better now. I think we can go up to grandma and granddad's. So being the kind hearted soul that I am, the board I goes, would never have gone. The board goes back in the rack, really? which, is, which is where it stayed for now. I don't know, three weeks maybe three weeks, four weeks, something around. This is the window of time we're talking about. But let's say, let's call it three weeks, I think it is. So it is still unridden, but I have a new board. It is a hard board for hard waves, not a soft board. And to relate to Ben Gravy, Ben Gravy did this thing where he said he's not going to surf soft boards anymore. Although that was kind of a clickbait link. Tongue in cheek. As as we all know. He's still sponsored by... Because he's making... It's probably his biggest sponsor. Yeah. Catch surf. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If he did, that's it. Yeah. So he's so he'd have to give that Land Rover up that he's bought. He himself. would have to give up the Land Rover. <laughs> so, so I'm um, so I'm 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 still waiting to ride this uh, this board, which takes the takes the best. They're the best fins I've ever had as well. Mm. Those uh, Matt Biolos uh, Mayhem keel quad things, amazing. Um, and one day, maybe by the time we re- record our one hundred from one show. I'll have actually ridden the thing. So there we, we go. We, we can but hope. And I think that it's on the quad keel thing. Um, keels really don't suit everyone, but they suit people like you. We discussed this a number of times on this show, but what is it unique about Liam surfing? Your surfing dude is so unbelievably compressed. I've never seen anybody to this day, even professional, who compresses as much as you do, except you stay in the compression. So your work on is always your extension, which is engaging the glutes and, and getting that big twist in, turning the steering wheel, as a zombie would say. But there is no one, I swear, Liam, you, you must, must please enter the world championships of two to three feet, um, uh, crumbling softboard waves. Because if, if you were in a soft board contest, you'd win. The veterans you, category. You'd, you'd, go the, you'd, ride the, you'd ride the furthest, get the most waves. It's insane. Um, so the, what the quad keels do is they suit that down the line surfing. And it's that up. Um, co- you know, coat the foam, you know, hit this sort of whitewash thing, come back down to the next section, come back up. And it's a remarkable technique and style you've got. It's very, very unique style. I feel like I've just copied style. I've got, my, of course I've got my own style, I know, but yours is, is I, I don't know anyone that surfs like that. It's brilliant. It's great to watch. But I think it's, yeah, it's- I'll let, it's, my, I'll let my sponsors know. Yeah, you tell the sponsors. This guy, right, Catch Surf, please, CEO, if you're listening. Still never surfed a Catch Surf board. It, you haven't, neither I. Yeah. Neither I. But I, so here's the thing, a big statement this, but I've really have gone off softboards, except, except in the right situation. And we have that right situation a lot where we live. And there was a wave two days ago. So I've surfed the last three days. Sorry, Liam. I just had to put that out there. Um, the first day we had a little wave here. You weren't very well. I remember talking to you, but you, were, you had well, a bit of a sniffle. I have to say that. Apologies still if I am slightly snot ridden. Nasal. Before, I, I did a, a silly thing where I was on the tail end of a cold and uh, as regular listeners will know, sometimes I re- I'm not always super healthy on the go for a drink kind of vibe. I went to the Oval. Uh, we have a big audience in Australia, so I'll 
say this out loud, to watch the final Ashes hey. test. Um, some really good natured Australians sat in front of us as well. So hello to them if they're listening. But we. You mean sarcastic? No, they were great. Oh, they were good, yeah. They had lived here for a long time, though. <laughs> so, um, but the, um, the, the, I'd gone with this little sniffle and then proceeded to enjoy the hospitality that uh, comes sometimes with a day at the cricket as a, certain, as a gentleman of a certain age. And that just sort of put me back in the um, sniffles box. So, uh, yeah, got the, got, the, got the snots, I'm afraid. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Not too bad. Um, you weren't able to surf. There was a little wave that day and it was fun. And I initially looked at it and thought, okay, well, that's a, that's a foot. And even I, at a foot, I sort of start to, you know, I know you would have been in like, instantly. Straight. Liam that's loves, when you know loves you're feeling a micro. The but it was micro, just building into two feet. And then this two feet sort of a, sort of turned into three with this bank that we love down, down the way in our, in our local area. And the bank was working for, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes max. It wasn't working for ages, but it was good. It was fun. And it was where the JS Big Baron Soft version came into its own. It, it was a really slow takeoff, a perfectly peeling shape. We get that a lot in our hometown. We have these really interesting ways where we have very, very good shape if you took photos of them. When you then get on them, it's a different ball game. So oftentimes our ways can look nice, but actually they lack power massively. But that's where softball's amazing. So I was just taking off doing these sort of nose rides and then you'd get a little section as you are know Liam very well on the shore break where you can then just whack it off the top hit the hit the foam kang come back down great fun so much fun and i didn't realize how much fun that ball was going to be until that session because i looked at the ways and thought it's tiny let's take the soft one in so the thing really that we're coming to both of us here is that that we've obviously all got these challenges ahead of us in our surf but when you lean into that challenge of discovering your quiver how to ride it, how to ride waist better and all these kind of things. There is so much joy yeah. in going through that struggle yeah. of maybe not surfing one time because you can't because of family or maybe getting the brong board on the day, maybe um, having a little injury for a while that keeps you out of the water, whatever it might be that, that is in the way of the developing this quiver that you, that you love and, and surfing, surfing it in certain ways. When you then find yourself on the right board in, in, at the right time, on the right ways, in the right moment and, all comes together. You you feel as if if someone said, "Look, kill me now, I, I die happy." You're just so contented. It's an amazing. Feeling. The feeling comes from the work that went in throughout that journey. Because well, you are only going to get better at surfing if you are if you are stoic. The, the the surfer's journey is is pure stoicism because it is riddled with challenges. Oh, I, I, I get. You know, Marcus Aurelius would have ripped. I, he would. And he would have understood the power of that kind of yeah. surf vibe. Here's, here's a thing, and, and I think it's timely to, to, to kind of cover this, given, you know, we're, we're, we're hit, we're, a cricket reference here, we're hitting our century, um, is that, you know, when even you and I look back, because this show is about how do you improve, and by you, I mean you, the individual, against you, the individual, right? That's where the best measure of improvement is. Yes, have inspirational figures that you look to and you learn from. But are you better than you were last week? Great. If you're better than you were, you know, are we still learning and facing challenges? Yes. Are we better surfers in inverted commas? And I say that from like the, like the ombi vibe, mind, body, equipment. We talk loads about boards. Certainly for me, episode one, my surfing is different. I am a better surfer in inverted commas potentially at times because oh, it's no, like golf, isn't it? Than I was in episode one, but that doesn't mean there's anywhere near complete journey of oh, improvement, yeah. um, trying new things, uh, experimenting, creativity, imagination when it comes to applying. So it's been really good to to sort of look at that, look back if you like, and say, yeah, where was I and where am I and where where next? All the while enjoying the here and now of what you've got and where you're at. And I think that's the that's the thing that every time we sit and have these chats, both on the show, Will, and, and not, it's a reminder of enjoy the kind of ride. And that's the vibe as well, isn't it? And make little tweaks and improve things. But you're always, my, these little micro improvements by changing fins, changing boards, changing lifestyle, changing habits, approach to non-surfing life, applying the things that you learn in the surf to the real world in invert commas. You, 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 you kind of, you can make gains and even if you fall off the wagon or even if you go backwards, if you 
get up and keep going again, you'll you'll get better again. So it's been mega to look back at that as well, right? And Massively. say what have we tried and what have we learned and how have we well, how far have we come and where where are we going to next? It's it's so so true. I felt like I had a surf yesterday that brought together everything that I've learned in how many years now of surfing, um, which is probably 20, 30, no, go, uh, 15, 16 years, I'd say. And it was because I found a board, uh, the 6A mid-length, the JS Big Baron, that gets me into my weaker ways where we live. Although it was a punchy day yesterday, it was, it was punchier because it was a bit bigger, um, but, get, but gets, gets me in onto these rolling ways we have, um, doing the kind of maneuvers that I've been working on since forever. And, and if, if I hadn't been on that board, if I hadn't taken that risk to get, a, get another one, because it can feel sometimes like you're just racking through boards and you're not sure where you're at. And, and, but just have faith that each time you get a board and you try and have a surf and you switch up your fins and you try a different approach and technique and so on, that you're constantly going toing and froing, toing and froing. And the needle gradually over time keeps moving further to the center. And then you'll have those moments when it, it sits in center and that's between order and chaos. Oh, and yeah. I always remember in the early episodes, you said this one, but so when you hit the flow experience of all things, which is the mind is so unbelievably energized because of the immense challenge whilst coming up and embracing the challenge and being able to meet the challenge head on with skill is that it's the balance between order and chaos. And yesterday the order was my takeoff, like my takeoff, as we discussed on this show many times, my takeoff is my worst thing, and I, I know why I struggle. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm weak as piss in the, in the, in the pushing aspect of my body. I've worked at it tirelessly, but it's still pretty weak. It's remained fairly weak, um, and I know how much better it is, but it takes so much work. So my epiphany was: why don't I get a board that's going to help my takeoff, so it's longer and bigger, but it's still thin enough that I can get it on rail. I, I, I don't suffer on the rail performance side of things. That's what I'm fairly good at. So I'm like, this board, and yesterday, I tell you, I, I, I think it's the, I wrote down in my diary, I've got my surf diary, it's the most amount of waves I think I've ever caught in a surf, um, and probably the most amount of turns. Because I'm in so early and doing so many turns on every wave that I'm sort of, and it was that thing where I came away from it. And, and then here's, here's the thing with the universe, right? You, what goes up must come down. Today, my ankle is so sore because I had this ankle injury from three months ago, which we discussed on the show. And it's kicked me in the ass because I think what happened was, my ankle was not expecting that. I did so many turns. I must have had 30, 40 waves. Then each wave, two, two, three huge turns. Hitting the lip, whacking the lip, doing floaters, our landing floaters, all these things. And today, oh my good God, am I paying the price in my ankle? Like today could be perfect four feet, but I wouldn't go in because I know my ankle's not right. So there's the universe. It, 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 it likes to keep things in balance, doesn't it? It likes to have its own version of order and chaos. If anything, it's got a sense of humor. Yeah, so true. You know. So no, it's, it's, it's true. You kind of, you, you go for every step forward the and whatever you want to call it right and this is where we get very woo and philosophical and you know god the universe the 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 kind of interconnectivity of it all the higher intelligence that sometimes gives you both uh opens the path for you like opens the way for you in front of you can also i think you know which i'm sure somebody somewhere finds amusing sprinkle little obstacles in your way but usually those obstacles are, if you lean into them in the right way, some sort of lesson of, ah, okay, I need to, I need to not, you know, do any, I need to not now do that. Or I need to kind of work on that bit of me. It's, it's always, there's always some wisdom in the thing that you find irritating or frustrating. And one of the biggest questions is, it's asking is, how much do you want it? Yeah. That's, with, when I get niggles and I work, I go back and work on them. Like today I've, I've already soaked my foot in, um, a magnesium buff, like just a little foot soak. Straight away, started to loosen it up, it's feeling better. I then straight away after had had it iced. So I was doing a little bit of icing again, feeling better. I've stretched it again. I even when I got to your house today, Liam, when we were recording the show, I was sat there doing some squat and stretching. It's sore. It is sore today, but I was stretching it again. And then tonight I'll come back and I'll work on making sure I keep my glute activated and alive. Because often what happens with any lower limb injuries, all your sort of other muscles start switching off to protect it, which is a bizarre thing the body does, but you have to, should I say, almost fight against that happening and keep your basically exercises alive because that's what keeps the muscles strong. Um, and, and all those things are there to say, come on then, how much do you want it? And you, you, you do, you have to go away it's, and go, yeah, no, I do really want so this. You that. work at it. Yeah. And it's, it's that test, but some, there are times where you do just go, oh, and you sort of get fed up by stuff. 
with these challenges that come in our way. And that's okay. It's more than okay. And I think that's where we then need to breathe, talk, laugh, cry. They're those four. And when I talk, talked about those before, that's from a Deepak Chopra book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. But his one of the one of them is is this idea of when you are kind of really like, God, these challenges in the way, I'm just I don't know. It's to, it's to breathe. Then it's to chat about it. What what is in your head? Talk about it. Which I know men are getting much better at. I know women have been traditionally far, far superior to men in that way because of female ego and so on. But it is balancing out. You do hear way more uh, chaps expressing their feelings and, and what's on their mind nowadays. And then it's and it's laugh because eventually there's got to be that little bit of perspective because it, it actually isn't that serious because nothing is. And sometimes cry too. So breathe, talk, laugh, cry. It's the, it's the cathartic well, um, it is. kind of healing things we need to rely on sometimes. And, and sometimes that, you know, I've got this fascination I won't bore everybody with, but, you know, looking back at some of those ancient philosophies and ancient wisdoms in, 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 in whether, you know, it's like even even in the old wives' tales that exist about things that might be good for you and that are not good for you. And there's a lot of sort of wisdom passed down through narrative and story, right? But and then even in lit, great literature, so this idea that you know laughter is the best medicine is deeply rooted in this kind of idea that the everything that that releases, including it's forcing you to breathe deeply, uh, and as a as a as a kind of reaction both kind of spiritually and physically laughter is one of the greatest things to uh, lift your mood but also kind of release great chemicals in your body that sort of help you get through stuff it's an incredible thing and here's the thing it's kind of free <laughs> like surfing if you if you surround yourself with the right people and you have the right you know difficult to do when you're in the pit of despair sometimes but you have the right mind to approach these these things and uh yeah I, I, laughter is an incredible place to start but so is crying right so sometimes that's the way that people release that but uh laughter for me is such an important part of being in this human experience it is massively important if only we could make this show funny <laughs> <laughs> how ironic well we did we did have some and we have had some humorous moments that we we must resurrect and, and actually we we've not had um, mindless Dave in for a while. I wonder what he's. Well, up to Well, we should nowadays. try that in the next few. I wonder who he's run over recently, <laughs> and how bad his diet is, and how stressed he's getting. And how's Matt Bolas? Is uh, he around? I, I'm not sure if he's been, um, you know, how many found, bodies found out, or uh, for he's sort of uh, being the head of the largest criminal enterprise in. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't listened to this, by the way, before he sues the show, uh, we ran a bit of an idea that he might be some sort of uh, mafia godfather. It, it, he's just got that face. He just looks like he could. And maybe it's called Lost because it's Lost Body. There's a lot of bodies lost. You won't find the bodies. <laughs> but you will find joy in the boards. Yeah, yeah. You, you will find joy in the boards. Anyway, it makes some amazing boards. But, um, and fins. Well, obviously FCS made these fins with him, but that, those, I said those keels are great. They're really, really good. Um, but yeah, we're going around the houses. I just, yeah, it, it's it's... Your surfs will come back, Liam. They will. Um, they, they, they absolutely will. And I'll come on to this. And next. you've got a bit of ride that challenge at times, haven't you? Next section, health. The other thing is when you feel even marginally in the way, as you, as you help, as you kind of awareness of body and mind and health improves, even those incremental sort of decreases, there's little decreases in your well-being through snot, sniffles, or otherwise, can have a, quite a big impact on two things. One is the sort of the enjoyment of the things that you love. But it's also a great reminder of to not take for granted how amazing well feels. And that's always where almost that reminds me. Because touch wood, you know, I don't get this sniffs or sniffles very frequently at all. Um, but, you know, you work, we don't see much sunshine, you're not surfing. You get a little bit run down because of that. You burn the candle too hard at both ends. And then when you start to feel that burn, you're like, ah, oh, that's why I love the feeling of strength or wellness. It's really cool, dude. A fantastic reminder. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. The more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Guys, that's a hell of an intro. Um, moving on, segment number two. Just a little bit of mindfulness in. So let's take a breath in through the nose. And then breathe out nice and slowly. And then breathe in again through your nose. And breathe out slowly. Really pay attention on this next breath to 
the feeling of the air going in your nose. And breathe out. Great job. And let's go again. Let's get one more in just for now. Take a breath in and really concentrate on the breath. And again, breathe out. Beautiful stuff, guys. Little insight into the mind, um, briefly. Um, it's the, ins the the hilarity of the insanity of it. Um, I was dealing with some work challenges last two days. Nothing out of the ordinary, normal stuff. And I had two great serves in two days. Um, then had yesterday surf. Today, bled up the ankle pretty pretty strongly. I haven't thought once about the work stuff. All I've thought about is my ankle. <laughs> and yeah. in a nutshell, that's life. Like, is is life happening in this way that's there to um, make you unhappy, make you frustrated, and so on and so forth, and anxious? Or is it is it doing all these things like it normally always would and then testing how you respond? And of course it's the, the latter because the inevitability of life is, and the, and, the, and, the, and the famous Max Planck quote, which is that there is nothing permanent in the universe except change itself. And so with that in mind, even the universe itself is always expanding but and always changing, as we know, but our human bodies always change. Life is always changing. Relationships changing. Your own demeanor, your your values, your, your what food you like, it, it is constant. But what we want as humans, you want homeostasis, you want peace. So we are a wonderful oxymoron, human beings. We, we, we've got this intelligent mind that can understand and conceive of consciousness and peace. And we know that we want that because the ego is so frustrating and it can predict things like a future, which is just hilarious. <laughs> this mind of ours, which can be really useful sometimes, but mostly it's useless. And so we, what, we've got this amazingly intelligent mind that can spring off into all kinds of different areas, but at the same time then paints different pictures and can get itself a bit worried. Um, and so it's fascinating that my mind has gone from that to this and it, it, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed about work except my mind's now just gone on to the new challenge. And that, 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 that just hi highlights the insanity of our minds. I think that the moment we awaken to thoughts, thought streams and the constant nature of them is the same moment we start to open up the inner dimension of peace because the true inner dimension of peace is the only place we're ever going to find it. We are never going to find peace in life from trying to control our lives. You control one thing and the next thing go, and we could and the next thing go. It's it's never in your control. A lot a lot is obviously, but tons is outside your control. So until we awaken inside, nothing's going to change. Absolutely. So it's that thing where well, as I've then thought about my ankle today, it's just noticing my thoughts. And that's all we need to do. It isn't you can sort of sum up mindfulness with that. Just notice your mind, notice your thoughts. Well, because I, once you're doing that, you're opening yourself up inside. That's what you're doing. Well, get you're my, creating that inner peace. Get my Stoics mis mixed up here. I think it was Seneca uh, said, you know, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. Something to that effect, you know, that the, the, the mind will make you suffer more than the reality of the situation you're worried about. You know, we torture ourselves around this idea that something is going to be catastrophically bad. And it, of course it may well be bad. But it's always worse in the mind, and um, and therefore, and therefore, the mind keeps you on that hyper alert sort of. Oh my God, it's going to be awful. And so, learning to deal with that part of that kind of breath work and that mindfulness technique, and, and almost I had somebody else was talking about this the other day. I saw this great talk, and one of the questions as those thoughts came in that would trouble your well being or take you out of the here and now, really, because I think anything that takes you out of the the peace of the now and the awareness of where you are in this moment and runs forward to this moment that hasn't happened that you then you imagine all of the things that will happen in that moment that haven't happened anything that takes you out of that is, is, is to sort of start to look at those thoughts independently and say is this useful is this thought is it is it a useful thought i'm having and kind of you, you'd be aware of them as you've said often will and that kind of all those, those philosophies that tell you to be so you you can sort of you start to separate yourself from them a little bit so they're not you they're just it's it, it and and it's very difficult to do when you start doing it but the more you do it the quieter that, that mind becomes um but because we're all human the noise can get louder and louder as well and things you know we we have a negativity bias so we're looking to those things and i've been in that pit for five weeks like we've talked about one of those 
things that's kept me out of the surf is the kind of chaos of work and everything that the world is throwing at small businesses at the moment and work and and the, it's relentless assault and usually there is a window to surf in that which is a release so now i'm having to employ both mindfulness and movement where there isn't surf to remind myself that everything is always okay <laughs> even though it might be tricky and 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 starting to sort of see and and enjoy the challenges as well to, to kind of see them as a challenge that you is is it sounds facetious and I'm, I'm absolutely when I'm in the thick of this, I, I, I get it wrong and, I, and I'm human. But to try and see a, a playfulness even in the worst situations of this is going to teach me something. And the, the person that I am on the other side of this will be stronger. A bit like having difficult sparring partners, as we've often said. The situations that are the most uncomfortable, that beat the shit out of you, seem to give and and that you can apply that to surf work life seem to be the ones that when you come through the other side you are a little stronger than you were when you went into that situation and i love that all our channels and life and you're listening to this podcast i'm sure because of our insights shared shared around these topics that we are all in this together yeah we forget that all the time and every surfer the history of surfing and till the end of the surfing world whatever that is, <laughs> um, will experience challenges. Um, and it's, it's, it's so silly to compare because I think what happens to the ego is it goes, oh, well, that person over there gets to surf more often and they surf better and they have a more relaxed life. And it's, and it's just BS. It is utter BS because we're, we're all in it together. What about the surfers surfing like that all the time, but you've not got no idea what's going on in their relationships um, or how, how painful their shoulder is when they surf. I don't know. The list goes on and on. And I, I still yet to meet a human being that hasn't got those challenges. Well, that comes back to judgment. It's the kook. It's the kook application as well, whatever you want to call it, or or or, or the comparison. Com, it's the comparison, comparison up and down the chain. So you you make yourself feel better by looking at somebody and saying, oh, "I've got a better version of life than them." You don't know that uh, competitive life. I'm better than that person. The labeling, the judgment, the judgment sort of, to, and then then also the judgment of oh, that person's got way better surf life than me. They must be happier than me. Well, who knows? And no other human knows the mind of the, the another human or what they're going through or what they're suffering. Great insight. Which is a great way of why we great should all insight. give ourselves a much easier time mm. in and out of the surf, mm -hmm. first first and foremost. And, and, and just understand that every human is going through something that you have no idea what it is. And every human will have great highs and every human will have great lows. And it's just, that's, that's part it. of the process of being born surfing loads and then dropping you know falling off the conveyor belt of life it, it is dude and i think it's interesting because then people can sort of go and end up wearing their challenges quite heavily and that's where we've always wanted to to point to this idea that philosophically as well as for your own well-being we must remain light it is vital that we remain light i think in a world that's got a bit woke however you want to interpret that word um, there's, there's been some major benefits. I think people are more aware of their mental well-being than ever uh, around their physical challenges, lifestyle challenges, whatever goes on with those relationships, etc. Um, it's just that underneath it, there needs to be that deeper presence of the insanity of the mind. If there isn't, and it really is my problem, and it is really bad, and I am woe me, and do you get you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. The, the woe me and the victim... And life's so tough. Oh, no. No, no, we won't go there either. That is now ego at play again. Because yeah. it's trying to attract attention to itself. So it's Which is why you're going to defend it so much. That's why it yeah. gets so... and then it gets defensive. Rah. Yeah, defensiveness. So defensiveness and overly heavy discussion of emotions and so on. It, 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 is, it is ego. And that's where it takes a very aware human to spot when they're doing that and, and rein it in because we all do it. And we all do it. We all have a moan. It's also fear. Of course it is. Is in there. as well. lots of mix of emotions, but ego, identity, mm. um, and being that, having your whole life built around that identity. It's a bit like being a surfer, right? So if you're, we, we even say that from a healthy surf perspective, it's great being a surfer. It's cool. It's great life. I, you know, it, but it's because it comes from a place of feeling brilliant. If you, if, you, if, it, if that's the real reason you're doing that deep flow state that you enter, if you, if you go and hit that place between order and chaos, as we say, but if you're surfing for the identity of it and something threatens that identity or doesn't respect that you're a surfer, 
and you get angry about it, it's because it's entwined in ego and the fear of somebody not respecting that and, and, and the, what it might mean for your own questioning of who you are and what you do. And so, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? So, yeah, not wearing stuff so heavily is the way to, I think, a much more contented life. And, and this idea that happy, well, that's open to interpretation, but to be content and, and, and hap- happier uh, is, is, is the way to be. It massively is, dude. And it's about reading the, reading the other person's energy. I think that we, we all need therapy. We all do. We, we're all going to have to talk, I think, in order to be well. I think that's a fact. I don't think anyone could disagree with that. Um, it's just that when you read your own energy as you're discussing stuff, you've got to find a way of coming to solutions within your discussions and, and it, it just remaining conscious. Eckhart Tolle has this brilliant quote, and I'm paraphrasing big time, but it's something along the lines of, when we talk about our challenges mindfully, consciously, we always find a solution within what we're saying. And that's a fascinating idea. When you listen to some people bang on and on and on and on and on and on and on about their issues and how they're unsolvable and so on. And then you speak to someone who's conscious, who's having just as many challenges as anyone, because that's the nature of life. But when they're discussing them, they mindfully, from their center, from their core, their soul, whatever you want to call it, just just not from ego, you notice that there's always this da 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 Like it, <laughs> it always seems to come to a... And sometimes it's just, I don't know, but it's very peaceful. Like let's say you're, you're dealing with a business challenge and you're sort of talking to your partner and so on and so forth and da 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 and then eventually you just go, yeah, and I just, I just don't know. Very peaceful. You see, it's so light. So we're all, always going to need to discuss, but when we discuss things from, from our centre, the other person is in their centre too and you both benefit. And there's this lovely lightness of flowing energy when you oh, yeah. discuss these things mindfully. But when we c- come from ego and we get really negative and we create these blockades of, well, that's not worked and this isn't worked and that's not happening and, th- and we don't really come to the bit of just acceptance, then we do stay in that fight. And that, and that, that, that can be combated easily by just, you know, good breath work, awakening to the mind and all the stuff that we do. But I can guarantee you this, if you're listening to this show, you are massively on that path. You can't be listening to a show and, and want to come back uh, week after week and an episode after episode without having a mind like that, because that's what makes you listening to this show very, very unique. You know, there could be other shows yeah. you listen to where two surfers just talk to their egos, yeah, bish bash bosh, and we go home and there's plenty of podcasts out there like that. And that's fine. And there's no judgment that I, I can just sense it. Yeah. But the reason why you want to listen to this one is because it's 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 got something else. It's it's got depth. And um, and, and also here's the thing. I, I, I can't re- re- say. I almost like to say this every episode is that the chat that uh, it's it's kind of self work, isn't it? Because <laughs> I everybody falls back. I fall back into the things that I know are creating blockers. It's only when I remind myself of oh come on, take a breath or go back to this idea that everything will be all right and. All of this stuff, you know, about will this matter in a hundred years' time? Will it matter in a week? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, in a day, in a day, in an, an hour. hour, in an hour. So, <laughs> but it's just catching yourself in those moments when you become completely lost in it. To 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 use the tools of being sur- being a surfer and all of the stuff that we talk about when it comes then to mindfulness and uh, meditation or you know whatever label you want to put on that kind of spiritual connection philosophy of going deep inside rather than externalizing everything that's where you kind of return to sort of source if you like and say i the thing that is challenging me challenging me doesn't define who i am what i do where i it just is a it just is a thing that i've Mm. it's a it's an obstacle that i'm gonna have a look at whether i can go up over it around it underneath it and not allowing the kind of external noise to be so all-consuming that that thing breaks you you know but by it's a challenge when you face it uh, in in the real uh, and it might apply to surfing as well you know it could apply to what the kind of waves you surf you know you, you could be so egoic about surfing huge waves that you you make your surf experience miserable because they're the thing that you don't like surfing for example and 100%. so it's, it all applies it's, it's just allowing yourself to like we said the best thing you t- can try and do in this surfing or otherwise is to get to know yourself deeply yeah big time and know what is your true self absolutely dude that is that is the quest um 
Signal number three. Wow, we've gone deep there. Well, you have, mate. Signal number three, uh, going on to Mind Body Stoke. Things Lim and I have been doing with the mind and body to raise the stoke. Um, for me, um, there's been some interesting insights on amino acids recently. So I do um, a lot of fasting, as a lot of you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while. And I do benefit from these all-day fasts. I, it's, 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 there are some days, like today I ate a little bit of lunch. Um, but most days, I'd say five out of seven. I wait till dinner, which is like seven o'clock, to eat my main meal. I still have a fatty coffee, so I love calories. I still have fat in the morning in my, in my coffee, my bulletproof coffee. But generally, I fast each day for, for the whole day. Uh, it does me the world of good for my ankles, my knees, my hips, my shoulders, my back, everything. Everything that could get a bit stiff yeah. for my surf life gets less stiff. And because of that, inflammation's lower for helping my sleep and helping my mood and helping my skin and not just joints. If you help one area, you help in every other area, basically. One of the challenges involved in fasting is you have a school of thought from various people like, for example, Chris Cresser, Paul Check would be one. There's various other authors in this field of wellness who would discuss this, but they would say, look, people can get serious uh, protein deficiencies from fasting. But the far people who love the fasting the most are the people who have this passion for lowering inflammation to better perform in life. And, and, and I'm one of them. And, and it, things can become a habit. Even things that are really good for you can become a habit that then can sometimes eventually become a bad habit because you're doing it unconsciously, not consciously. That's, that's the journey we're on. And I, I listened to this podcast and I sort of thought, wow, I wonder if I've got a bit of a protein fit. So I started taking creatine again, which is a very famous amino acid. And it's a sports performance amino acid because it raises creatine phosphate uh, stores. And your creatine stores, when they're full, your repeat sprint bout performance goes up because in the first 10 seconds of exercise, you use your ATP creatine phosphate system. It's your first bit of system, and then you go to the glycolytic, then you go to the aerobic. So your first system that gets used is, is this creatine system. So footballers, rugby players, tennis players, people who do repeat bout sprint type activities are famous for using creatine for those reasons. So surfing is in that category, interestingly. So obviously surfing requires aerobic, which is not using creatine at all, to get back out the back. But in order to, bang, quickly go again, you need good creatine source. Now, yeah. where do we get creatine yeah. from? Uh, we get it from red meat. We get it from fish. But in particular, red meat. A little bit from eggs, but one of the biggest reasons why we should still be eating red meat. But that's another by the by. Yeah. It's just that if you only eat one meal a day, you can start to get deficient easily. So I, I introduced creatine again about two, three weeks ago, and I've really noticed it in the surf. Like yesterday, I only got out because I knew just how gnarly my body was going to feel the next day if I didn't get out. Yeah. I'd already done three hours nonstop and I, ha I had another two hours in me. I've had that for a while. Mm. I've normally got pretty good energy in the surf, but I was like, geez, this is insane. And, and it's one of the cheapest supplements you could ever buy. And I'm going to go as far as saying at the moment, I'd recommend creating two surfers. It's yeah. a really good supplement. Yeah. I haven't taken it for a while. But, and actually, I'm looking at some new, new, new surfers because uh, it's interesting on the meat front because I... Go, going through the whole, like I say, 100 episodes, but even before, when, when, when I was in, and I relate this to sort of a mind-body point here, specific to creatine and red meat, but to start with, I was eating what I thought was a healthy diet, but I was working hard and stressed and drinking probably too much. And, uh, but that diet consisted of um, a lot of sort of veggie, pescatarian-y sort of foods. There was a lot of uh, eating out, trying to pick the right things on there. But I had cut out a significant, in fact, I almost was zero red meat. I didn't eat meat. I thought it was really bad. You know, I'd been through a few bits and I thought it was bad for you. And if I look back now, I was getting into a very strange shape, like as in sort of where fat deposits were going from eating some of the other foods that I was eating, grains and wheats, like breads and sandwiches and all that sort of thing. Um, largely veggie, your wind is off the charts. And, and again, just wasn't enough iron or protein or, um, you know, good, good B vitamins in that. So, so I, yeah. I, I switched back to red meat properly about four, four, four years ago, let's say, when we start, started this show. Um, and I started, started back down here surfing. And over time, stronger, fit, fitter, healthier feeling, that's the sense of that's what I feel, uh, than I was in my late thirties, <laughs> and it's in 
incredible to feel it. And every time I drop that, um, the niggles come back. And so it leads me more and more. I'm fascinated, as I often said on the show, you've done it quite a few. I've never been as disciplined, but to go to the, towards this sort of carnivore place mm. where you then see what effect that has over a two-week period, Discip- like as a disciplined carnivore. Um, but the, the reintroduction of red meat for me was one of the game changers of feeling better. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to have that in the next decade because I think that for the decade before, from sort of 2010, it started to really filter in up to 2020 and obviously now into now it's it's filtering in even more but i think it's going the other way this is where i'm going with this is that the 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 vegan message and the no meat message um was very powerful it was a big driver a lot of it being driven by corporate by media by government and it wasn't necessarily all um from conclusive evidence um as as was being reported like the low fat movement when Ansel Keys demonized sugar yeah demonized sorry demonized fat well you mean fat and and said oh sugar is okay sugar is okay carbs is okay let's have low let's have low fat things that require a lot of sweetener and then people got sick I think that um, it is the most individual thing on the planet there's nothing that fires up a human being more than than diet gets people on on the defensive Um, but when you chat with someone who's on a journey of true well-being they can just chat with anyone about about diet choices, so on and so forth. Exactly. But but people get really fired up, and I think it, it's completely unnecessary because in the end, there there are solutions to these things. Like for example, even with regards to red meat, I think that um, you know just Google white oak pastures, and they're showing what they're doing with their style of farming. And there's this idea of carbon negative farming. So yeah. people talk about the methane aspect, but that's from these huge cattle lots, uh, which isn't natural. And it, it is, it is, it, it does produce a huge amount of methane. But if you if you have animals on land and then you move them onto the next part of the land and then you keep rotating that land, it's regenerative. You regenerate the far, the, the farmland and and you you regenerate the soil. Soil itself. I remember watching this in a brilliant documentary, Woody Harrison. I can't remember the name of it. Something like Holy Soil. I can't remember. But it's just that ruminant animals are, are famous for for re-energizing soil. And it's our soil that sequences more carbon than, than, than anything. I know. Even trees are, are second to soil. It's bizarre that soil sequences that much carbon, but it does. And the quality of our soil is obviously down from what it was 50 years ago. But point is, it's not even to then say, eat nothing but red meat and, and let's not care about the environment at all. And Because you get then thrown in another box when you talk about these things. People go, oh, you're, you're, you're that guy for now. And you just, you just want to just take a breath. I, I and have a chat and 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 speak to and people. find the middle and find and find people who who also have different opinions and, yeah and, and want to talk wrong with that and want to talk about these yeah. things everybody sit down yeah and t- I am f- constantly open to conversations with people regardless of where they're f- where, what where they're coming at a yep. such a, 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 an idea from because that's how we learn mm-hmm. and that's how we explore and challenge our own biases as well rather than saying that I don't agree with that person is saying so I'm actually not going to even listen to what they're saying. Um, because that's and, and that could be on what, what board you ride and what fins you put in your board as well it could be anything so it's, it's kind of having an idea about taking on board other opinions and challenging your own version of what you think is true and, and we all get humbled and, and yeah we all get humbled if you aren't open to being able to say yeah I got it wrong yeah. then you know your ego's in control yeah. but we all have one and you've got to be aware of it and I had the other day just a little example but my friend great friend of the show Ollie Pine was getting on unpasteurized dairy and I was going, well, yeah, but I've, you know, I've got autoimmunity and I'm not sure. And the, and the butter that I do eat, this Kerrygold butter is, is grass fed. But his point was, look, it's a dead food. It's from pasteurized milk. It's, it might be butter, but it's, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I kind of thought I was right. He was wrong inside my head because I've got my way of doing it. I've, I've done Kerrygold for a year. Mm, it's fine. Holy shit. When I started eating the unpasteurized butter that they sell at Waitrose at vast expense, but God, it's worth it. My gut health improved. Yeah. My skin got better. My joints felt better. So you've just- And within a week, I'm like, Ollie, tip of the fuck. Tip of the hat. We're waiting for a check from Waitrose. Thank you. Kerry (laughs) Gold. Actually, not Kerry Gold. Now you just- Not Kerry Gold. No, no, we're not getting sponsored. While sponsors, thank you for the sponsors today. Lost Surfboards, Waitrose. (laughs) Catch Surf. Softballs, not carry gold, not carry gold. <laughs> yeah, not the vegan books. Yeah, uh, no, no. I'm not, looking we forward are not to anti-vegan at all. No, not, not anti, even close. Not anti anything. Not anti anything. Quite honestly, yes, agreed. But it's just that, um, yeah. There's a great. I mean, I, I am. I was on board with nutritional research and experimentation with clients myself. 
as anyone. But Ollie did. He really taught me something there. Because yeah. I, I went, yeah, well, but started trying it. Whoa. They do a good cheese, by the way, there as well. I know. Good this is the Isigny. Yeah. E, e, Something like that. I, 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 I won't. Something. I won't advertise it, but I'll just look up. Yeah, look up and unpasteurized dairy products in your area or in the in the shops. Lots and lots and lots of health benefits. But anyway, yeah. we're sidetracking. Let's let's talk about health. Side, so, uh, stoke for you. I think just just one thing really, because obviously I've not been surfing for a while. Mm-hmm. I test myself to see, you know, it's obviously keep keep the micro the the exercise snacking going down. I know when I know that I'm back to fitness in the last few days because I'm. I'm, I, my appetite for tr- for training's gone up, and I, you know, if there was a wave, I would surf it now. Um, I think mind body stoke just just be- because because I've had a lot of time in the last few weeks to reflect on work. We talk about this, you know, re- the real world behind our surfing lives. Um, for everybody that listens to this, everybody has a, a, a you know, unless we're unless you're a pro surfer, and then you you have your own challenges as well. But it's the life that enables you to surf. And I made a very conscious decision when we started this conversation. And I, and I moved back to be by the sea, that that was a priority for me to, 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 to enjoy the ocean like I've always wanted to before it was too late. Because there's never a good time. We talked about the Seth Gordon quote where, you know, when's the right time? Well, it's now. You know, it's, you, you can't wait these things out. But, you know, if, I, if, I, if I'm honest with myself, that came with, therefore, if you like, a decline in what was my egoic world of work and the thing that, I was attached to and I'd created from scratch with a good friend of mine, you know, so built a pretty successful, at the time, international business and if, with, without any help from anyone as to, you know, both, both of us. And, and, and that was good and it, 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 it was a great ride and it was fun and it was rock and roll because we put passion and energy into it. But health was a, a backseat. It took a backseat. You, you throw money at health. You've seen this with people who train well. We, and I particularly, I, I was training in gyms, I was boxing, and, but I was burning the candle at both ends as well. And over time, your health breaks, and, but your wealth increases, right? So you, you feel and you're doing all the things that society tells you is successful. And now I see people, because obviously, you know, I'm still running this thing and it's good, but we've, we've sort of made it more of a lifestyle for us to surf more. Uh, in fact, both of us. And my wealth comparatively it depends how you measure success or my striding the world doing all these great things and being a businessman in inverted commas is way below what it would have been but my health is the balance of the bank in that respect is way higher and so you kind of start to ask yourself would would you would you trade would you trade back would you go back again and the answer is always no because you know, wealth is unlimited, but health is completely limited. And to, to your point, you know, you, you're born, you surf, you die. Well, you want the surf bit to be the, the biggest part of that equation, if you can. And so the more you can do to work on your body and your surfing and your mind that come with these incredible benefits to well-being, the better life is if you can disconnect from some of the other things in the world. You, you, can, you can have a bit of both, but if you're unable to let go some of the things that you thought were your identity. And that's a challenge because that challenges every day. And you, 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 you kind of, you have moments where you go, oh, this is the right thing. But I can say that health is way better than, than, than wealth. And that's one of the sort of reflections of not, so, so in some ways that period of time, those challenges that are still ongoing with dealing with, a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with the economy at the moment, it, it reminds you of the reasons why everything about, uh, you know, water, physical fitness, good, good food where you can, and good times and laughter is the most important thing you can do. Not how big a, a business you can build, how big a bank balance you can accumulate. It's all about, are you spending good time with good people, laughing with friends, um, surfing, moving, and generally enjoying the experience of being on this fucking amazing planet, right? With everything it's got to offer. We, 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 you only have to walk outside bare feet in the grass and the, the sort of hippie world that you and I live in sometimes and realize that that's what it's all about. And, um, and, uh, but occasionally you need a bit of a reminder of that. So that's been my mind, body, health reflection as we hit our hundredth birthday. Absolutely love that. And it reminds me of um, the Dalai Lama quote, which is something along the lines of the Western man spends 65 years trying to accumulate wealth and in those 65 years, loses their health. And then upon retiring, spends the next 30 years 
trying to regain their health and then they die. <laughs> it's quite a stark quote from the guy. But you do look at that and smile and nod and agree. And it's, it's just balance. The Lao, Lao, you know, Lao Tzu, find the balance in everything you do. Find the balance. It's that question. It's a balance. People say, what we want. Why are you wasting time surfing? Well, if you, you wouldn't need to ask that question. Yeah. If you wasted your time surfing. It, you, there, you, there you go. As if, as if there could be such a thing. But no, no. Yeah, no, I love that, dude. I love that. You've been on a big journey. I think you really, really have. And I think you've brought more and more honest insights to the show. And I know that listeners will appreciate that. And it, I, I can sense that they would have been able to uh, hear you grow big time. And, and myself, and just in what we talk, talked about. But in particular yourself, because I think you, 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 you had a, a lovely, uh, what I call polarity in what was going on, that you had this want and desire for lifestyle, for surf, for, for these things, having come from a, a strong business background. And I think that's a great story. Fantastic story. And I think so many people relate to that who have had uh, work under the cosh, lifestyle under the cosh, but no, they have that dream inside that no matter what ways they get to surf. And I know we only have, you know, crumbly ways, but it's just that we do get to surf and we get surfing with friends and we love it. And that that dream is alive and you focus on your dreams and you work on them and they can come true. And even if it's just, it's that, oh, it's that, it's that what we call universe's version of the dream. Like often we have a a goal and a desire to do X, but the universe always has a slightly better plan um, in store. And it's being able to go with that plan. That's, that's so much of what we've got to do. We've got to be able to go, okay, it's taking me this way now. Yeah. All right. That's right. Let's go this way then. And trust, trust that it's going to work out because you can't connect the dots from here. You'll only be able to connect the dots from when you look back. Yeah. Um, but you have, you've, 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 you've shared loads on the show now. I think it's, it's, I'm sure listeners can see that and hear that now. Uh, and mate, long may it continue. Long may it continue. Okay, nice. So, uh, yeah, get up, get out and go waste some time surfing. Go and waste some time surfing. The, um, the last one, uh, social media, oh, not social media insight, but media insight. I want to share something. This is really, really sad. Okay. Uh, I love surfboards. Really? Do you reckon? Wow. Do you reckon? Never knew. Do you not know? <laughs> um, so much so, right, I've got to tell you the truth. Since I bought the Big Baron, I've taken, I've taken it out of my ball bag seven or eight times in three or four days just, just, to, just to hold, just to look at, stroke, look it up and down, feel the rails, and then you smell got, it. You haven't got on a Bosu ball riding it in front of the mirror. I haven't. Getting I haven't. Al to throw buckets of water at you. <laughs> no, no. Not yet. And I've also, this brings me up to my media, watched Wooly TV. So Wooly, A-O-W-O-O-L-Y, Wooly TV, Aussie guy. Oh, West, I thought it was going to be about Woolacom. No, not at all. <laughs> West, <laughs> Western Oz, he does surfboard reviews. Cool, cool guy. And I can, I can sort of look at Wooly and go, okay, having seen footage of myself, I sort of surf to a similar bit ability, maybe not quite as good as Wooly whatever good is, inverted commas. But you know what I mean? Like just in terms of performance, so similar ability, similar weight, height, dot, dot, dot. And he's on the uh, JS Big Baron. And I've watched that review of him doing that like five, four times. And each time I watch it, I just watch, I watch a little more closely at what he does off the bottom and just the way he moves it off the top. And to say I'm hooked on mid-length is, is an absolute understatement. So... Um, Please, if you are considering a mid-length, consider the JS Big Baron and have a look at Wooly TV, yeah, his surfboard review. Big, big shout out to Wooly. I'd love to, we'd love to have him on the show. And I'm g'day, sure we all get him on the show. G'day, mate. He is. He's proper Aussie, mate. Proper, proper Aussie. And yeah, that's nice. my one. Check that out. Well, I, I've been back in Ben Gravy's company on the YouTube channel. Yeah, love Ben. Uh, particularly drawn in by the clickbait of uh, he's never surfing a softboard again because yep. he's brought out clever clickbait he's Very brought good. out with the, his old super shaper I mean the super the brand shaper he's brought out three boards the Ben Gravy surfboards and so he was sort of showing and testing those um, but I've just been enjoying his his ride you know as always I sort of had we, we dip in and out of Ben Gravy but he, he's one of my go-to people at the moment and, and the last review he does on that so if you want to check that out about the why he's never surfing a soft top again, having us ourselves done the foamy episode, the one before this, um, go and check him out. He's great, great company. And he's actually, at the time of recording, I think he's in Europe surfing 
uh, novelty waves around Belgium and Luxembourg and down into Switzerland. Um, so if you're listening, Ben, good luck. Big time. Guys, thanks so much. I just want to mention just again last time, if you want to make the most of the giveaway we're doing, free giveaway for the 100th show, it's just messaging yes into our DMs on Instagram. Uh, if you want to access a free 30-minute online surf fitness session with myself we can discuss your surf fitness goals do it do it what you're looking to do and yeah that's a free giveaway so if you want to make the most of that message in do it guys thanks for thanks so much for having us thanks for joining us on the ride big time see you soon cool cheers guys